This is Father Jared Kramer from St. John's Episcopal Church in Grand Haven, Michigan, here with today's edition of Christian Mythbusters, a regular segment I offer to counter some common misconceptions about the Christian faith. Earlier, in the heights of debate surrounding questions like divorce or same-sex marriage, a common refrain on the left was that we should get out of people's bedrooms. That is, whatever happened between consenting adults is their own business. It's not the business of the government, and for many people, it's not the business of the church either. I think a lot of this frustration was because of people's experience with Christian messages surrounding sex and sexuality, which seemed so far removed from the actual lived experience of this part of the human life. So much of it seemed to be based upon fear and control, and and so people increasingly just stopped paying attention to what the church said. And so, though I might regret it, today I'd like to bust the myth of the idea that Christianity doesn't have anything important to say about sex, because I think it does. It's probably just not what you've heard. Let's start by clearing up a few things. First, sex is not bad or dirty or evil. What sex is, is powerful. That means we need to think carefully about what it is and the role sex has in our lives. Because, as former Archbishop of Canterbury Rowan Williams says, sex can be an experience of the body's grace. That is, your experience of having your beloved delight in you fully can be a profound experience of the grace one body can give another. Sex is powerful. It can do tremendous harm when used destructively and not with deep care and respect for those involved. Part of the problem is that for far too long, Christians have thought about sex in terms of a list of rules, a list of things that are not okay. So, no sex before marriage, no sex among people of the same gender, and and in some traditions, no sex unless you're trying to make a baby. The problem with only thinking about sex in terms of rules is that it doesn't force you to have some difficult conversations with yourself and your partner about the moral implications, the lived implications of the choices you make. It's just either okay or not, uh, according to the rules. The other problem is that some of those rules are based upon ancient conceptualizations of sexuality that we would no longer hold in the 21st century. So, for example, one of the reasons that homosexual relationships were rejected by Paul was because they were, quote, unnatural. Of course, we now know that homosexuality is a naturally occurring phenomenon in both humans and animals. Also, Paul believed it was debasing for a man to take the place of the woman in the sexual act, which is a pretty patriarchal understanding of gender roles and sex, one that we would hopefully reject at this point. Contrary to Paul's experience in the ancient world, in my own experience as an Episcopal priest, the marriages of our gay and lesbian members in my church tend to be the very strongest in the community, the ones which most manifest the fruits of the Spirit. So I think Christians do need to stop saying some of the things they've been saying about sex, things that have hurt and wounded human beings, things that have even led to experiences of isolation, exclusion, and suicide. To be frank, instead of going after gays and lesbians or divorced persons who are just simply trying to find grace and love in a very hard world, Christians should talk a lot more about real issues, real ethical implications of sex, because there are things the church can and should say. We should talk about the issues surrounding power imbalances, marital relationships where sex is not a giving act but is an act of control or even of violence. Most significantly, the willingness of Christians to be quiet in the face of domestic violence and spousal abuse is a profound failure to be people of theological integrity when it comes to our views of the body and of marriage. We must repudiate any understanding of sexuality that does not give people power over their own bodies.
Sex can be a beautiful part of being a human being. It can be a beautiful experience of God's grace. And the church must do a better job both of helping people see the varied and diverse ways in which this can be experienced, but also being full-throated opponents for the real sexual issues that certainly affect many in our congregations. Thanks for being with me. To find out more about my parish, you can go to sjegh.com. Until next time, remember, protest like Jesus, love recklessly, and live your faith out in a community that accepts you but also challenges you to be better tomorrow than you are today.